It's election day! I voted early and decided to throw out, a, throw out a podcast today and a blog entry. That's because there's a lot to talk about. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene! Happy election day! What better way to celebrate the day than starting with a blood moon last night? Gee, I don't know whether this is an ominous sign or whether even the moon's going red. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. The blood moon was last night from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. That's when the earth gets between the sun and the moon, and it gives the moon kind of a blood red color, and it was gorgeous last night. Now, I didn't, I, I've only been able to see pictures. It's raining here in Southern California, so there was no way I could see it. I was up, but it was pouring, so that didn't happen. And I'm very disappointed by this because I am actually an astronomy buff and it, you won't see another blood moon until 2025. So it's going to be a few years. But anyway, there's, there's some things here happening on, uh, election day. Uh, Stacey Abrams continues to show how crappy a candidate she is and how she keeps alienating voters. It's been found in Georgia, where she's running for governor, that voters voting Republican, that there are a lot of black Georgia voters that are voting Republican, especially men. Now, she had a great reason why black men aren't voting for Stacey Abrams, and she basically brought it up on uh, MSNBC. Let's listen to her. And I do not believe it's because of a deep well of enthusiasm for my opponent. We know that black voters are often discounted. And unfortunately, this year, black men have been a very targeted population for misinformation, not misinformation about what they want, but about why they want what they deserve. And my campaign has been the only one that has very intentionally, thoughtfully and consistently reached out. That has been misconstrued as concern when it indeed is just respect. I don't know why Democrats think this is a winning message. So black men are stupid. They get fooled by misinformation. That's why they're not voting for Democrats. You know, maybe they're not stupid. Maybe they're not believing the Democrat lies anymore. Maybe they're not believing the, the false promises that Democrats give out. Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God, who is a basically he's not quite a leftist, but he is a definite BLM supporter and things like this. He basically told Biden that when Biden was on the campaign trail, he said, well, I mean, why should we vote for you? You guys haven't done anything for the black community. And that's when uh, Biden's famous line, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black came out. And it's kind of like, that seems to be, it seems to me, it is not Republicans who are dismissing the blacks it seems like it is the democrats that are mis uh, dismissing the blacks they're just taking it for granted that they're going to vote for him let's not forget when barack obama was the president a black man half black man he's 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 mulatto but when he became president when he left office in eight years black unemployment jumped to 15 percent under trump it was down to five percent black unemployment so exactly what are the Democrats doing for you? What are they doing for you now? And by the way, 
Republican values, things like the family, education, religion, rule of law, blacks appreciate that. The black community appreciates that. They appreciate it far more than democratic values, abortion, transing the kids, right? Republicans' big problem is they just have very bad messaging when it comes to this stuff. And you know what? Speaking of stupid, what the hell does why they want what they deserve? What the hell does that even mean? And she's calling them stupid? In other election news, John Fetterman's campaign is starting uh, their election denial BS. Listen, someone's going to deny this election. It's either going to be Democrats or Republicans. I think Republicans might have more of a reason to deny election results. We'll talk about that in a second. So according to Fox News, Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman campaigned campaign filed a lawsuit against Pennsylvania election officials on Monday demanding updated or misstated absentee ballots be counted in the midterms. The decision to sue Pennsylvania County Board of Elections comes nearly a week after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ordered the board to refrain from counting any absentee and mail-in ballots received for the November 8th general election that are undated or incorrectly dated envelopes. This is why people need to vote in person. Okay? This is exactly why people need to vote in person. And we need to vote for a paper, through a paper ballot. If you're too stupid to fill out a ballot correctly, or don't want to make the effort to go to a polling place, you shouldn't be voting. Voting is not a right. It's a privilege. And you should have to make an effort to vote. I did in-person voting. I was I I always do in-person voting. I think the only time I didn't do in-person voting was in 2020 because I the, all the polls were closed in California because everyone was scared they're going to get uh, the China virus. Now the problem that the Fetterman campaign is having is they're they're going to lose. I mean I I really think they they feel like they're going to lose, and so they're they've decided okay we're already going to deny the election. This has already been ruled on. And by the way, it's in their state constitution. This is not going to go through. And this is, again, exactly why you need in-person voting. In-person voting will guarantee that the people who are going to the vote the going to the vote, actually want to vote. Whereas mail-in ballots, just too easy. You fill it out, you drop it in the mail, you're done. That, that, that's too easy. You, voting just shouldn't be that easy. And yeah, you should have to have ID. I went, when I went yesterday to vote... I pulled out my, oh, you don't need that. Well, how the hell do you know who I am? Just absolutely incredible. And then I told him, you know, one of the things I've never, I've never received, I've never received my mail-in ballot. You go, well, don't worry. It says you haven't voted, but it will cancel anything that comes in. (laughs) Wow. Okay. But this isn't the only example of tampering with the system. According to Daily Wire, quote, Indiana official, election officials removed a Democrat poll worker last week for allegedly pre-selecting Democratic candidates and pressuring citizens to vote for specific candidates. Beth Scheller, an election official, election administrator for Hamilton County, told Fox News Digital that an inspector reporter, report allegedly identified two separate incidents at a polling location in Carmel, Indiana. The incidents may constitute electioneering and election interference by poll workers. Now, this is something we need to deal with 
every election day. This isn't a big deal. Pollsters do this. Uh, yeah, I've seen it before. This happens in every election. It's going to happen in every upcoming election. It's never going to change. There's another video out there of a pollster doing exactly that, that's cruising through the internet. Again, is this bad? Yes. But these people were caught story over. They weren't creating ballots. They were just pressuring people. And again, this happens all the time. I don't think we should be making a big deal out of this. Now, am I worried about election tampering? Very much so. I think 2020 was tampered. I think Democrats justify or feel justified in cheating to win elections. I, I do worry about it. But I don't think it's going to happen this time. I, I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm hoping I'm wrong. And tomorrow, if, well, if I do a podcast tomorrow, because I'm going to be up really late tonight. But if, if tomorrow we find out there's another burst pipe or another power failure in the middle of the night, and then suddenly the results change the next morning like they did in 2020, yes, there's going to be an uproar. Because that will be the time we, we, we must accept that we're probably in an autocracy right now, single-party rule. And one of the other things that's, that's going to really make Republicans question the elections is how long it takes them to actually calculate the elections. The longer it takes to figure out who won these elections the less of a chance this is going to be a legitimate election. Karen Jean-Pierre made this statement yesterday. And and it was kind of, uh, people really blew into her about it. Listen to what she had to say. It took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how, the, that's how this is supposed to work. And it's important for us to all be patient when while vo votes are, are being counted. Hey, no, no. Ballots should be, we should know who wins every election by midnight local time. We should know every... It's been like that for over 200 years. I... And again, oh, well, we got more ballots because people are mailing them in and people are doing... People shouldn't be mailing them in. They shouldn't be dropping them off. They should be going to the poll place, waiting in freaking line... Uh, putting in their, their votes and then going home. And by the time they finish dinner, we already know who's won in the East Coast if you're on the West Coast. And by the next morning, we know who won in California, the West Coast. That's not how it works. It's never worked like that. And the longer it takes to count these ballots, the more shenanigans that can happen. In essence, this is what needs to this is what we need to secure elections. This is this is what we have to do. One, elections must be done on election day. One day, it's election day. Except for people that are out of country or the military. That they're they're a little different. Two, everybody should have the day off. We should actually make it 
a, a national holiday on that day. Places close, everyone goes to goes to vote. It should be a national day off. Elections must be done not on computers. They must be done on paper ballots. Voting must be done in person at a polling place. A verify a verification process, not the crap that they do in California. State identification, passport, some sort of identification must be implemented so you know who's doing what. Ballots must be counted the night of the election. We should have the ability to know who wins that night. Now, there are going to be exceptions. I mean, uh, the, the election after the Civil War would be an example. Or 2000, where one state is having uh, contested elections because it was too close. That's fine. But, I mean, but those are exceptions, and those are very rare. And these procedures must be put into the Constitution as an amendment. We should, the Constitution should define a, a, a framework in order to hold elections, and each state must conform to that framework. Right now, we have California's a freaking disaster. We're an autocracy in California. We, we, are, we are an example of single-party rule. So do I think this election... Do I think this election will be stolen? I, I highly doubt it. I don't think Democrats can get through... Uh, get uh, do this two elections in a row. I, I don't think so. I think they're going to try. I think we're going to hear. My understanding is... Uh, a couple of lawyers are in Arizona right now just watching to see if anything is anything illegitimate comes in. I hope they're doing that in Philadelphia too because Philadelphia was notorious for it. So we're, we're going to have to see. So this is, this is pretty awesome. Uh, the violence against politicians has popped its head again. Unfortunately for Democrats, it's against... Republican gubernatorial candidate is uh, against the uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate for Arizona. And, I might say, the Republican Senate uh, senator from Texas. So this is what Fox News 10 said. Phoenix police, the FBI, and bomb squad units were called after a suspicious envelope containing white powder was allegedly sent to the campaign headquarters of Carrie Lake, the Republican candidate for Arizona governor. She's going to win, by the way. Katie Hobbs, who she's running against, is a complete moron. Uh, police say first responders were called at about 2 a.m. on Sunday, November 6th, to an office building near 40th Street and Camelback because of the suspicious items, but did not confirm what had happened. Apparently, there were also threatening messages that were sent with this. Now, unfortunately, since the FBI is involved, we can be pretty sure we're not going to get any information about this at all, that this is just going to disappear because, you know, we, we, can't, have, we can't have anything that, that blacks out the democratic narrative where there is all this right-wing violence, which there's not. Also yesterday, while at a parade celebrating the Houston Astros World Series win, someone threw a beer, a full beer at Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, of course, played ninja and, and, and got out of its way. It wasn't hurt. But then again, that comes after uh, someone, um, uh, comes after Lee, Zel a Lee Zeldin supporter, 
uh, was going to stab Lee Zeldin with a razor. Okay, because he was a Kathy Hochul fan. And that was at, that was before that was actually before a Lee Zeldin supporter got choked by a, a Kathy Hochul supporter on camera the other day during a Kathy Hochul uh, uh, Kathy Hochul campaign stop. And of course, this is after another House candidate had a bullet shot through her window. That was last week. And that's after Mar a Marco Rubio canvasser was beaten up by four leftists in Florida. Of course, I'm not counting the Lee Zeldin. Uh, I'm not counting the Lee Zeldin had gunshots through his house while he was on the campaign trail. Or the assassination attempt on Brett Kavanaugh and his family and all that's happened this year. All we know is Democrat. Oh, the only you realize how many times Republicans have been threatened? How much violence? Forget. Well, I'm not even talking about the 2020 BLM and Antifa riots, which are leftist riots. But this, we've got January 6th and Paul Pelosi. That that's your thing. Here's the problem: the Paul Pelosi thing. I mean, they only talk about January 6th. Now they had Paul Pelosi. Who got beaten up by a um, <laughs> beaten up by a nudist activist? Yeah, he sound activist, illegal alien, drug drug addict, and homeless man. Yes, sounds like right wing violence to me. Well, that story's falling apart. Uh, NBC News released a released a story, basically questioning what the hell happened with Paul Pelosi and that guy. Maybe they were more than just. Maybe it was more than just the guy walked in and they got into a fight or a guy tried to burglarize the place. They're, they, NBC News kind of kind of questioned it. And you know it must have been a damning story because NBC News had to pull the story. It is no longer on their website. It is no longer uh, shown. It's nowhere to be seen. But I found it. So why don't you listen to the story and tell me what you think, because this is really interesting. And basically, why, why not make the Pelosi's and NBC look bad by playing a story they removed? Morning when officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or try to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. 
It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. What we do know is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi and attempted to kill him. After spending several days in the ICU, Pelosi, who is recovering from a fractured skull and serious injuries to his arm and hand, is now home where Capitol Police remain on alert. Investigators have previously said Pelosi did not know DePap when the 42-year-old broke into his home. Why Pelosi didn't try to flee or tell responding officers he was in distress is unclear. Fear takes over. Fear freezes people. This morning, the 82-year-old, lucky to be alive, after an intruder nearly killed him in his own home. Law enforcement, tell, law enforcement officials tell us the bottom line here is this was a terrifying situation. We still don't know exactly what unfolded between Mr. Pelosi and the suspect. So they didn't see anything wrong with Pelosi. He opened the door himself. He walked back to DePape, and then DePape just suddenly jumped and attacked him. Um, can you imagine why anyone would think this story is really weird? And can you now understand why um, the department, police department is withholding the police report? The Pelosi household is not releasing their security f- footage, and the district attorney refuses to le- uh, release the body cam footage from the police? Because maybe something is not happening here. You know, they wonder why uh, the right comes up with conspiracy theories. Because these guys don't tell us what's going on. They just completely lie all the time. You know, trans. You know, want to know what will stop? Tra- will will stop conspiracy theories? Transparency. It's still on the internet on uh, Twitter, especially that Paul Pelosi is having an affair with this guy. We know Paul Pelosi likes to drink. There are rumors he likes, he's a very exotic when it comes to his sexual appetites. This guy was a nudist. They were both in their underwear. We still don't know who the hammer belonged to. There are way too many questions. There are definitely ways that we could have answers, but they don't want to give us any answers. And then they just want to they're still blaming political violence. The district attorney said that yesterday. Oh, it's political violence. Well, political violence. Huh? How do we know he was there to see Nancy Pelosi? We don't believe that now. Okay. Anyway, so the drama on Twitter continues. So there's this new trend uh, that was happening in a couple days ago. It It's where leftists changed their username to Elon Musk and then start spouting leftist crap or some just bizarre stuff. Some have even changed their picture of their profile to match his picture. Now, the Twitter handle will stay the same. That has to be unique. That's how you actually log in. Uh, That's the thing that has the at in front. For example, my name on on Twitter is Dumbasses Talking Politics Blog. But if you look at my handle, my handle is at Fool. So my handle is different from my actual name. You can change your name to anything you want. It doesn't have to be unique. Uh, 
Now, what's happening is because these people that are doing it have the blue check marks, it actually looks like Elon Musk, especially if they change the picture. The only way you can tell is by reading the handle, which is right below. And I read the handles because I know Elon Musk is at Elon Musk. It's kind of easy to see what he is. The first person I actually saw doing this was Valerie Bertinelli. She's the gal who was married to Eddie Van Halen and did a show called One Day at a Time I watched when I was a kid because I thought she was hot. She was called out immediately and changed her name back to Valerie Bertinelli uh, because I think she actually did get dinged. They, they did warn her. Another one that did this was Kathy Griffin. Now, I never saw Kathy. I, I did once actually uh, follow Kathy Griffin, but I, I got banned, blocked by her which makes me very proud because I, I used to abuse her constantly. She was, I used to troll her, not abuse her. Don't say abuse, that's a bad thing. Uh, but she got actually suspended for it and was warned that if she does this again, she will be permanently suspended. So what did she do? Instead of just apologizing, changing the name and moving on, she decided to log in with her dead mother's account and tweet, which, by the way, is a violation of Twitter's terms of services. And that's because it's a security thing. So, yeah, she's probably going <laughs> to, she's going to get banned. So, Ms. Musk was really pissed about this. So, he said that if anyone impersonates another person, they will be suspended permanently. That's the warning. Of course, the leftists brought, this brought screams of pain from the leftists. They said they thought that this was supposed to be free speech and that humor was going to be allowed on Twitter. Things like that. Uh... I don't see what's so humorous about that. You're impersonating somebody else and you're saying things on their behalf that they don't believe. That's actually called identity theft. That's illegal. So I, I think Musk has definite... I think this is something that should get you kicked off permanently for. I mean, you want to do this stuff, spew it in your own account. So I don't think any of it was funny. Anyway, Musk said that Kathy Griffin can get her account back, but she has to pay $8 a month to get it back. So good for him. He should do this. Now, there's one thing that Musk tweeted yesterday that I didn't like. I mean, I didn't like this at all. He said, quote, Twitter needs to become by far the most accurate source of information about the world. That's our mission. This scares me about Musk owning Twitter. I, I actually... I actually wasn't sure what it'd be like if he owned Twitter, but I'm also, I, I, I'm afraid this may be a mistake that it was just a badly worded tweet because I don't think he thought about it before he, he posted it. Um, he's pretty smart. He, no, pretty smart. Uh, here's my problem with this tweet. You can't have free speech and be the most accurate source of information in the world. That's not, by the way, that's not, that's not what Twitter's about. You either have free speech or you have accurate information. And then the problem is accurate information, who deems what's accurate? Again, that's bringing Twitter right back to where it was under the last regime. So I, I, I think that this was a mistake. I don't think he means it. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. So, okay. So that's it. That's it. We're done for the day. 
I told you this would be a shorter one. I'm going to sit back, watch the news, go for a walk, then watch the news and see what happens with the election results. Hopefully, everything will be legit. Take care. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.